，准备好了没有？准备好了吗？今天第七十四集 ，Episode seventy four marketing tips。Marketing tips, as in go to the wet market. Yes, go and buy egg, buy poultry. Oh, <laughs> I, I see. <laughs> I bet you don't know what to do at the wet market, right? Eh, I used to go to my mom's. 去是巴沙的嘞 ，We go to the wet market one, no? Serious? Yes, it's one of my favorite activities. But did you did you have to buy stuff? No, so I'll just follow her. Whatever she buy, fish, buy chicken, buy eggs. I'll just follow around, lah.、Oh. Buy my Thai, buy my it stinks, lah. But I think it feels like my childhood. It smells like my childhood. I I didn't enjoy it when I was young. Then then now. But now. I no now I still don't really yeah, enjoy. Yeah, yeah, but it was fun. <laughs> it was like my quality time with my ama. Your ama, your KFC ama. Yes, and then after marketing, she will usually like buy food. We will go and eat like chop chow or something、uh. like that. It's nice lah. So, so today is about marketing. <laughs> Different kind <laughs> of marketing, market, but no, not white marketing. So this is today we're going to talk about marketing tips for people who don't like to market themselves. I see. Yes, and the reason why I want to do this episode is because it's been a while since we did a businessy kind of episode. Yeah. yeah. And we have a lot of creative entrepreneurs、uh, following us, our Xiao Mao's, doing、yes. their things. And this is such a this is a topic that is so close to their hearts, right? Yes, because, because it's such I realize, a core part of what you have to do as you a, must market right yeah. yourself, right? But I know that our Xiao Mao's, a lot of them, they are excellent at their craft,、mm. excellent at what they do. But when it comes to marketing, mm. I guess. People feel a bit icky about the word marketing. Yes, it so, doesn't have a good rep. Yes, so、yeah. your relationship with marketing, your business and your offering,、mm. I think a lot. It brings up a lot of stuff for you emotionally. Yes, yes. So、I、today、know. we are going to help you guys, lah. Yeah,、mm. I I have friends who also start businesses,、mm. but then they will say things like, "I don't like to market myself." Or I don't know how to market myself.、Mm. I don't want to put myself out there.、Mm. I don't. I'm not sure how to put myself out there.、Mm. So this episode will be quite helpful, I think. Very helpful. I can't wait to share all the tips. I have about twenty tips for you guys. Twenty、wow. tips. Yes. I I was reading. <laughs> I was reading Dan's notes before <laughs> before we recorded. Uh huh. Then I was texting Dan like,、mm. Oh my god! Like, how come? How come reading about marketing made me cry?、Mm. I was reading your notes and I felt, felt like crying. <laughs> How can a document on marketing make you want to cry? Is it exactly? <laughs> I mean, yeah. So you guys will find out later on. Yeah. Why? Well, this is why. this is powerful stuff. I'm very excited because, to get into this because、yes. you think marketing, right? And it's so it feels so boring.、Mm. It feels so. Icky, soulless. Yucky. Yes, soulless. Like it's a money grabbing thing. Yes, and you think it's about strategies and tactics. Yeah, you think it's about salesmanship. Yes. But today our episode it's about how marketing is the exact opposite of what you've always、yes. thought. So you、is. know our Lighto style is always very counterintuitive,、mm. right? We teach you something that is very counter to what business schools. Teach you, I think. I think this is the marketing class that business schools should teach, but they didn't. <laughs> they didn't. They Why? Didn't. I think that marketing, right? It's a、because、lot of people. I know why.、Mm. I know because schools, business、mm. schools, their focus is on money. Yes, 
And exactly. their, their focus is not on, which is what we'll talk about today. Yes. People, human beings. Yes, about being a human, actually. Yeah. 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 How why. you can do joyful, soulful marketing. Yeah. And we're approaching it from there. We're not talking about the number of sales yeah. or the, the bottom line or the profit or the, the revenue. We're not talking about that. Of course, if you do your marketing well, that piece is going to solve itself. Mm. And that's always something that I've championed all along. Just like how I birthed all my businesses, right? I told you that it's always about scratching an itch. And if you do something that you so just juices you up, you the money will come to, naturally. Yes, that part is going to solve itself out. Okay, so guys, I want yes. you guys to forget all the marketing rules that you have been taught. Okay, mm. you must understand that the reason why you feel that marketing is icky and yucky is because of these marketing rules that you have learned. I want you to forget everything. Okay, so get ready for new rules, to learn new rules today so that you can feel, yes, the Ling Xing Ku way of marketing. <laughs> it's going to feel oh so good. It's going to be so loving. It's going to be so joyful and you will wonder how you ever did it any other way. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm sitting here like... <laughs> An admiring cat. Okay, right? Okay, the first thing I want you guys to understand, right, is that the foundation, yeah? Marketing is 90% mindset. And the rest of the 10% is taking action from that mindset. Please explain. What do you mean by that? Okay, because I think that, firstly, if you think that marketing is icky and yucky, it's because you have a thought about marketing. Mm. You have a thought about all the things that you think that you should be doing. Okay. So there's a disconnect between what soulful marketing truly is. You have misunderstood it. So, okay, I see. So for example, like you think, oh, marketing should be, oh, I need to post two times a day on yes. social media. Yes. Like that. Yeah. Or marketing... And you miss the point of why you're doing that. Yeah. Or, or marketing is about persuading people to buy my crap. Mm. Right? It's about uh, whoring myself out there. Yeah. Right? It's about uh, bluffing people and tricking people into buying my stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right? Into uh, getting people to buy the stuff that they don't really need. Mm. You think like that, right? Or you're like, oh, uh, who am I to market myself? Mm. That's why it's so tough. It's all mindset. Uh, right? So you say clean up the mindset first. Yes. And from that space, you go and take your actions. And I don't care what your tactics and your strategies are. But you have to get your mindset right. And after I go through the next uh, the 20 tips I'm going to share with you, you will understand why. Mm. you realize that, oh, I haven't been seeing marketing this way. This feels right. This is what marketing should be like. Yeah, so maybe you need to change the name. Marketing needs a new name. I will give you a lot of options later. <laughs> yeah, okay. So first thing is marketing is 90% mindset. Okay, so we're going to talk about the 90% today. Okay? okay. So the first thing that I want to share with you, actually the second thing, the first thing is about the mindset, right? The second thing is, you must actually give a shit about people. Yeah. Okay? You must treat your prospective clients as humans. Mm. Okay? Not prospects who might give you money. Okay? And you must connect with humans because it is so joyful to you. And you must be thinking how you can be useful to this person or this person before thinking of taking a single cent from them. This is a revolutionary mindset. You must actually honestly. give a shit about people. Yeah. You can see them as humans, yeah? And especially when there is no self-interest, all the more you must give a shit about people. I think what a lot of people do is that they only give a shit if you can give me a cent or a dollar. So now you're saying, so you are starting a business, mm. but the number one thing that is at the top of your list is not your bottom line. No, you must genuinely it's love people. human beings. Yes. And you don't think of them as your customer. No, yeah. So you have to come from a space of love, right? 
Because like, for example, when you connect with someone, when you say hi to someone, it's because it's nice to do that. Mm. Right? Business is about humans. Yeah. You are not selling to robots. Yeah. You're selling to humans, right? Marketing is communication, is a language of love. Right. It's just communicating between human beings, mm. right? So marketing is not icky and yucky. It's just a normal conversation with people. So you must think, how can you give more of a shit about people today, right? Are you able to listen deeply to other people's hearts, understand their problems, their intentions, their fears, right? And be genuinely interested in other people more than in yourself, more than in what you're trying to sell, right? Mm. And be more generous than you need to be and offer help in a way and in any context where you can be useful. So show up and be a human. And delight your customer. Yes, and in the process of doing that, generate a lot of joy for yourself right. because you are genuinely in love with humans and you genuinely care shit about people. I love it. Eh? This is, yeah. This, this reminds me of, um, you know, Derek Sievers. Mm. Derek Sievers was the guy who started CD Baby. Yes. I don't know whether our listeners know, but mm -hmm. CD Baby, long, long time ago, when there were still CDs, right, mm. there was this online store where you could buy CDs. Mm -hmm. right? I was one of his clients, customers. Customers. Oh, you customers. bought CDs from him? Yes, CD Baby. Oh, do you get this? Okay, so I, I'm going to talk about this email that he sent out to mm. his customers. Mm. Um, so he wrote this little thing mm. and this would become his greatest, one of the greatest things that he ever did for like CD Baby's marketing. Mm. Okay, so at that time, uh, if you bought a CD from CD Baby, you'll get this email that reads like this. Your CD has been gently taken from our CD Baby shelves mm. with sterilized contamination-free gloves and placed on a satin pillow. <laughs> Whoa. A team of 50 employees inspected your CD and polished it to make sure it was in the best possible condition before mailing. Mm. Our packing specialist from Japan lit a candle and a hush fell over the crowd as he put your CD into the finest gold-lined box that money can buy. Mm. We all had a wonderful celebration afterwards mm -hmm. and the whole party marched down the street to the post office where the entire <laughs> town of Portland waved bon voyage to your package on its way to you in our private CD baby jet on this day, Friday, June 6. I oh. hope you had a wonderful time shopping at CD baby. We sure did. Your picture is on our wall as customer <laughs> of the year. We are all exhausted but can't wait for you to come back to cdbaby.com. Oh my god, this is disaster. Derek Sievers, Xiaofan. <laughs> okay. I tell you. Tell me how does that email feel when it landed in your inbox? You're delighted. Delight you're is the in word. Love. Yes. You feel so special. And that touch point is deep and genuine yeah, and so loving and so delightful. It elevates the whole experience of just yeah. buying a CD to totally something else. You are a customer for life already. Eh? Yes. After that. And you're going to tell like 50 so, of your friends. Like now we are doing a podcast episode <laughs> yeah. talking about it. How many years later? This is, I think this was 20 years ago. Eh? Yes, it's a long time ago. I bought a CD from no. him as well. Yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah. Like, and, and I remember it was very personalized, the language that they use. So you interestingly, know? personalized doesn't always mean you have one-on-one -on -one conversations. Mm -hmm. I, I, I know you love to do that, right? Mm -hmm. Unscalable conversations. conversations That's yeah. great also. Mm. In this case though, it was an email that mm. they sent out. The same email actually. Yeah, it could be from a template. To thousands of people. Yes. But then, just by personalizing it mm -hmm. in this way. Mm -hmm. And understanding like the journey of of someone who bought your CD yeah. and delighting that and someone going on the other one end. one step above. Yes. 
you know. And this is marketing language, but it amazing. is actually language of love. Language of love. And also, can you imagine the person who actually crafted that email must be Derek so joyful. Derek yeah. he wrote it. Yeah, he must be, he must come from a place of delight and joy for himself. When he wrote something like that, he must love the business it so came, much. Yeah, it came from a place of like, I love my customers yes. and I want them to feel this way. And the best experience. Yeah. Right? Yes. So, so this is a great marketing story that doesn't feel like marketing at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So thanks for sharing that. So this mm. leads into my next point. Okay. The next point is, for me, if I don't think or talk that way in my normal life, okay, I don't think or talk that way in my business. Mm. Okay. So in real life, right, when you do don't be something, yeah, it's like if this is something that you wouldn't say in your normal life, you wouldn't say it to your prospective client too. <laughs> you should just be the same. The business you and the real you in front of your friends and your loved ones should be exactly the same, right? Mm. Because in real life, when you do something for the people you love, your family, your wife, your child, it's because you want to, because you love them. And it's not because you want something from them in return, right? Okay. So for business and when you're serving your people, it's the exact same thing, right? I love you, therefore, I want you to have everything you want. Mm. I want your life to be easier. I want your problems to be solved, okay? I think a lot about what is useful and valuable to you, okay? You're always on my mind and I try to give as much to you as I can out of the pure joy of loving you because I love you. I want to learn more about you, the real you, so I pay attention to you, my dear customer. Wow. It's like a relationship. It is. (laughs) We're partners. Yes. So when you have genuine interest in someone, you will get to know that someone's so up close and personal so that when you talk to them, you don't even have to be like um, showy or flowery. You don't have to use any special language. You just speak their language, mm. right? And it becomes so magnetic because they go like, oh my God, how come you're like in my brain? Mm. How can you know what I'm thinking? It's because I spend time and I have genuine interest in trying to understand you as a human being. Right. I love you, right? I want to get to know the real you. What are your struggles? What is your pain point? It's just that why did we do this episode? It's because I've been studying a lot of the Xiao Maos and I realised, oh my God, you guys are so good at what you do, but you have a problem in marketing yourselves and your offerings. Yeah. So now I'm like, okay, what can we do from then? Let's, let's do a kick-ass episode on marketing tips. Right. So this episode didn't come from like this cold, calculated, you know, like, ah, oh, you know, I'm going to do this episode and it's going to reach a lot of people because mm. uh, the stats say mm. so. There is no incentive. No such because I don't even have a business course, ma. I'm not selling any business courses, ma. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's nothing to sell to you guys, right? Yeah. But I purely really just want to solve your pain point because I love you, dear listener who's listening, yeah. right? Then of course, good things are going to happen from there. Even if nothing happens, right? I feel good doing this. Mm. It's so joyful in the connection and creating something that's going to be useful for someone. Right. Right? So that's point number three. Anything to say? I, <laughs> love, I, go on? I love you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. So the next thing is also related. Okay. The next thing is stop marketing. I love this. Yeah, oh, so we're going to share the, the, the title. Stop marketing. Mm. Start telling the truth. Be human. Yes. So you were saying that let's drop the word marketing. Yeah. Okay. Just call it telling the truth. You're just telling the truth. Telling the truth. Yes. And also being human. Mm. It's not marketing. It's just being yourself, right? Yeah. Your messy humanity, your messy humanness is always more valuable to others than a manicured, perfect, robotic version of you. Okay? The truth is always of a higher value to people. It has greater power to connect and heal than the alternative. 
That's why I think it's always very magnetic when brands share their process. Yes. When they're so real. Yes. Um, that's why there are a lot of brands, uh, uh, what do you call that? Like nowadays, right? Uh, what's her name? Simone something. You know, there's this girl on YouTube. She does like bad robots. Oh. She's so magnetic mm. because her robots are so bad. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Not perfect. Yes. And then she will show you the process of doing it. And mm. you get so hooked. Mm. Because you you know this is her like experimenting mm. and trying to create a uh, a robot mm. um, or a machine. Mm. Um, but you don't expect like perfection out of her. Right. You know, when you look at her, like you get hooked on her brand because it's so real. Yes. Her realness is so funny. Correct. <laughs> it's so quirky. Correct. Yeah. The, the realness and the authenticity is that powerful hook. Yeah. That's what, what, what hooks people. So she could not have done it otherwise. You yes. know, like, there couldn't have been a committee who sat down and said, okay, now let's do a bad robot brand. Mm. And then just try to, you know, like market it as a brand. Mm. Because you would totally lose this girl's personality. I forgot her name. Simone something. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah. So the point, right, is I'm not asking you to air your dirty laundry or to show all your words and all. I mean, that's a choice. But what I'm saying is that you shouldn't be something and somebody you are not. Mm. That is the last thing you should do as a creator, yep. right? Like you have to embrace yourself, your quirkiness, your personality. A lot of my uh, clients come to me on coaching in, in a coaching call and say, how do I stand out from the crowd? Huh. And then I said, why are you making it so complicated? How do you think you should stand out from the crowd? Yeah. Then they said, is there something I need to do? You know, I should be very... very like, you know, I have to uh, do market research. I could look at what other people are doing and then I got to like uh, match up to what they're doing or even like, you know, one-up them and everything. Like think of a lot of things. Like. I said, no, 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 no. The simplest way to stand out yes. is you be yourself. being yourself because there's only one you. Yeah. Oh my God. So I get aspiring photographers who ask me the same thing also. Mm. So I tell them, you, your style is basically you. Mm. You should be even more of yourself. Yes, that's how you stand out. You don't have to worry about what other people are doing because exactly. other people are doing what is true to them. It's not going to work for you. Exactly. If you are always trying to mimic someone, you will always be a far cry. You will always be a copy. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if you step into who you really are, right, what you really embody, including your quirks especially. Correct. And your, what makes you unique is your personality and your quirkiness. Yeah. So don't worry about what other people are doing. Yeah, so a lot of people try and look I at the quirkiness that... and whitewash their, you know, kind of whitewash the personality and make mm. themselves blend, normalize everything that makes them special mm. and try and emulate somebody else because those people have been successful. Yeah. Now, no matter how closely you emulate, you will always be a carbon copy. You will always be a second fiddle. Yeah. So this that's, is what this point is trying to say. That's why sometimes, you know, when you look at um, Instagram feeds, right? Mm. Where it's too curated, mm. it's too consistent. You kind of feel very, uh, you don't feel connected to Correct. It. You're like, I don't know who is this person. Correct. You know, I can tell that this person is trying to create a brand, but mm. I cannot feel it. Mm. I rather you, it's okay that you have an imperfect feed or whatever, right? Mm. But at least I get to know who you are. Mm. Yeah. And that human connection is is important to hook me into your brand, so-called your brand, which yep. is you. Yeah. So stop marketing, start telling the truth and be human. Just be yourself, okay? Be that human. will make marketing so much easier for you. The reason why it's difficult is because you, you think that you have to be something that you're not. That's what's causing that struggle, okay? Now, this next point that I want to share with you, um, wow. Made me cry. <laughs> 
this is this is high level stuff. Okay, I want to talk to you. Okay, I want you to look at marketing. I know it might feel like a dread and a chore for some of you. Okay, but I want you to consider this possibility. Right, that you can heal yourself and other people through your marketing. Think about that. Okay, what if your marketing, the way you do marketing, is your way to heal yourself and other people? And we're like, what the heck, Ben? What are you talking about? Okay, yes, we call it marketing, but really, it's about healing yourself enough to honor the creative contract between yourself and your creative genius. Mm. Okay, when you do this, when you're able to seal this loving contract between yourself and your creative self, your mere presence becomes transformative and medicinal for the people you serve. Okay? And the natural consequence and outcome and result of that is people want to pay you so they can get closer to you because you're so magnetic, Mm. because you feel like medicine to them, right? And you become, you, you, you transform the experience. Right. And that's how we give massive value upfront in advance. And then you get paid while you're healing the world through your marketing. And I call this the triple joyful whammy because it feels fucking fantastic. It's like the holy grail. You do marketing, you heal yourself, you heal other people, and you get paid. And you should get paid when you do that kind of healing work. Right? So for me, my favorite way to make tons of money in business is to do it in a way where the money feels like a pleasant side effect. <laughs> okay? <I've... laughs> Sorry, you want to continue? Yeah, so my, my last point about this point is that what's more important than the money to me, okay, is the sacred contract that I have with my own creative genius and the humans that I am here on earth to serve. And this is my reason for being alive and being a creative. I like how you said heal. Mm. And then you said we have our own um, unique creative genius. Yes. And then when we heal, mm-hmm. we are co- reconnecting with that. Yes. It's a contract between so yourself and a creative genius. Like we are, at some point in our lives, are you saying that sometimes we get disconnected yeah. from our creative genius? Yeah. From what we are meant to do? Yes. But when we get back to doing it, we are healing. Yes. So, so then we help other people to do what they're meant to do and we are yes. helping them to heal. Yes. And, and, and before you do that, you are oh. also healing yourself. Today, I, I posted a, a post on IG story about what our emotions actually yeah. mean to us beyond the surface. And one of the emotions I was talking about, I mentioned was confusion. And I said underneath the confusion, it could be opposing forces of truth. Right? Like there are opposing forces underneath this confusion. And one is the force that's behind your deep-seated truth. Yeah. And the opposing force is one that dismisses this truth. Yeah. So when you don't have a contract between yourself and your creative genius, that's where there's a confusion. That's when you're dissociated mm. between yourselves. So integration. When, yeah. If integration, exactly. That's the word. When you integrate the two and you have a contract, a binding joyful contract between the two, and you are the same, Mm. and you honour it, you heal yourself. Right? (laughs) And then... This is another... Okay, wait. Wait, wait, wait. I think think the Xiaomans are not... not, They were not ready about, like, for us to talk about this kind of marketing. Marketing becomes this kind. But... (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. wait. So, 
back to your Instagram story yes. about feelings. Yes, emotions, so yeah. In order to integrate, mm. okay, so I'm asking you a mm. question, right? Like mm. So the way to integrate is it to be very attentive to your feelings and then not to push your feelings away, but yes. to see what is this feeling trying to tell me. Yes, correct. Correct. So that's the first step of the integration. Yes. So I feel that our emotions, right? Um, I think as human beings, or when we say the DT, okay, but I think emotions, right? We normal everyday people have problem with emotions because they end up treating it as something to either have or run away from. Yeah. Okay, so if it's a pleasant emotion, they'll be, I yeah. want more of this, right? Yeah. If it's like fear, disappointment, uh, depression, confusion, and worry, you don't want it, you anxiety, it. they reject it. But I'm saying that emotions are actually your best friends. They are allies and you can actually use them. So it's a teachable moment. It is. Every emotion is trying to tell you something. Why do you think we have feelings? Yeah. Right? So, if, if, yeah. You, if you look beyond the fact, that's why I say beyond the surface, mm. what are emotions trying to tell you? Mm. They are actually invitations to you to explore deeper into the dark recesses of your shadow and your inner voice. There is something else. It's trying to tell you something is misaligned. When you are sad, when you're angry, when you're confused, there is work to be done. When you're confused, when you're sad, when you're angry, it is not to run away from them. It is actually to look under the hood. Mm. And that's when you can find the answers and the first steps to integrating your fragmented selves. Mm. And this going back to this contract between you and a creative genius in you, if you aren't, if your creative genius is not on board or you're not aboard your creative genius, there's a dissociation between the two and you're not able to create from there. You're not able to put out the best work because you're constantly second-guessing about the value. That's something we're going to talk about that you give out to the world. You're always saying that you are not good enough because there's a disconnect. So you're fragmented and you're not healed. So you're when, wounded. You're, when you're integrated, you know you're on the right path and you don't feel like you're not good enough. Yes, you believe. You just feel like, yes, I'm doing exactly what yes. I need to be doing. This is a calling. This feels right. You know, another post, okay, that, I okay. did, another post that I did recently was I said that when, um, when we have so much joy, right? When we get paid to do joyful work, it almost feels like a sin. When you're enjoying your work so much, it feels like a sin. That's what a lot of people say. But I'm saying, okay, that, that could be true. It feels sinful, like, you know, <laughs> guilty pleasures. But I want to see it as... When Where it does feels, that come from, though? I don't know. This sin thing. I think because a lot of people are struggling, they feel like work has to feel terrible. Work okay, has to okay. feel like work. When it doesn't feel like work, then it's a sin. That, that's where that it, common language came from, right? Yeah. But I'm saying that when it feels so good and so joyful, what I want to say that it's not a sin. This is natural. This is the way yeah, it should alignment. be. This is, yeah, this is it. Why is it sinful? It should be the natural way. Everybody should feel this way, mm. right? Why should work feel like work? No. If, mm. if work feels like work, that something is wrong. Yeah, yeah. Right? So that's what I mean by having this contract between your creative genius and yourself. <laughs> Marketing <laughs> leads to healing, leads to somehow your creative genius. Yeah. But I get it. I yes. Get it. This, is, this is kind of like... sit on it. Yeah, yeah, sit on it. This is why the business schools don't teach you this kind of concepts. But I feel that when you are able to understand it, you become so powerful as a creator. Mm -hmm. And it really blasts all the mindset blocks that you have to smithereens. Mm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, the next thing... <laughs> <laughs> okay, after the heavy... Absorbing, yeah. Yeah, after the heavy uh, tip, I want to give you a light tip. This light tip is basic. It's very simple. I just want you to go out and tell people what you do over and over <laughs> and over again. Once every day and twice on Sunday. 
Yeah. Why? It's because I realize there are people who you are know, very sheepish about what they do. Yeah. You know, to me, this is the core of marketing, mm. which is just to tell people what you do. Yeah. But not once, yeah? Not once. As in, it's so basic. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because, it's like, mm. people always ask, also, how do you get clients? Mm. You tell people that you're doing this thing. <laughs> yes, yes. Otherwise, they are never going to find out. Yes. And they cannot give you that job, right? Yes. So this is um uh, something that a lot of my tell clients, the whole world, yeah. Yeah, they, they struggle with this, especially if, let's say, they have just pivoted. Like, let's say they, they quit a day job and then now they've decided to become uh, someone who is um in finance or they become a life coach, for example, right? Then they're like, oh my God, then it's like, you know, like crickets, uh, you know, nobody okay. come to me, you know. Then I say, okay, so how many people have you spoken to? How many people have you reached out? How many posts have you made on your social media, you know? Yeah. How many people have you told that you are doing this for real? Mm, just a few raw, three or four of my friends. Yeah. I'm like, huh? And I, say, the whole no, and then I say, these three or four of your friends, you told them how many times? Once lah, then. How many times <laughs> do you want me to tell them? <laughs> They're like, no, 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 no. Because you know why? You are very sheepish, right? You're always thinking that, yeah, you don't want to sound too desperate or clingy right. or like too markety and keep telling people like, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. Like, I'm like beggar, you know? I saw tea time like that, you know? And then I tell, I tell somebody once, they should get it already, right? <laughs> they should know what I'm doing already, right? Then I say, okay, so you're just going to eat one meal lah, or you, you brush your teeth only once lah, for the rest of your life. Lah. Yeah. No, you have to remind people again again and again and again because people yes. might not be ready to work with you at that point in their life. You know what? Even McDonald's is still doing advertisements. Yes. Well, exactly. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Right. So yeah, we still, Such we, a big we brand. are not McDonald's. Yeah, you know what, McDonald's, tell the world. you know what McDonald's sells, right? Burgers, yeah. fries, shakes, right? But they're still so damn fucking scared that we'll forget them. Yes. Yeah. So this is a simple tip, okay? Go out and tell people what you do over and over and over again. And don't be shy about it, okay? Don't feel like you're imposing on people or too loud or too naggy, okay? Now, the next one is, uh, I, think, I think it's going to feel so uh, comforting to mm. a lot of you. You want to share with Desyama? Okay, next one is, your next client is already 100% in your world. Yes. Your client really, right uh, next to you is already orbiting, revolving, floating, swimming around you. Okay, so I want you to believe that and speak to them directly, confidently, lovingly from where you are. Mm. So it's a, a case of just knowing that they are out there. You just need to attract them to you. That's it. You are not creating clients. <laughs> You're not birthing a human being. They're already out there. They are solution seeking. They want what you've got to offer, and you just need to. Remember the last point? Tell people what you do over and over and over again. So that when you meet someone who has never heard about what you do before, they will come to you because they're already orbiting around you. Yeah. Right? You know, you know our memory, human beings' working memory uh. is actually very short. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like you constantly need to be reminded. Of and, course. And also, right, let's say you need a web designer. Mm. If you only know of two, right? Mm. You only always know of these two. Mm. Whoever asks you for recommendations, <laughs> yes. you will always say, "Oh, I know these two web mm. designers or mm. these two de uh, what graphic designers." Mm. So I think one of our jobs, mm. you know, to market ourselves is to make sure we are in the minds of other people. Top of mind. Top of mind, right? When they think about web designer or photographer, mm. yeah, or, or anything else, yeah, they need to. When somebody asks them, they need to be able to like. Think of you. Immediately. Immediately. Like, oh, photographer, brand photography. Ah, Rebecca Toh. I know her. Correct. Yeah. Because you're constantly showing your work, telling people that you're doing this. We talk about your work and things like that, right? Correct, Updating correct. your portfolio. Yes. Yeah. Sharing your stuff. Yeah. Um, so, 
I think this is, you know, we often forget, right? Like mm. our jobs come from other human beings. That's why it's all about human connection. <laughs> it's a language of love. It's just being truthful, being a human. That's it. Yeah. Drop the word marketing. Marketing. Okay. So that's... Uh, oh, the next one I love. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like this one also. Yeah. You want to share? You share, you share. Okay. The next one is that there are two sacred assumptions that I make every day. When I show up on Instagram, on Facebook, uh, on a coaching call with friends, conversations with strangers, okay? It doesn't matter who I'm speaking to. I have two sacred assumptions that I make every day, okay? The first assumption is I love people, okay? And what I mean by that is I believe that everyone is worthy, everyone is lovable, Everyone is so adorable, okay? Even though everyone is different, but I can find something to like about everyone, okay? I have something super valuable to offer these people, okay? So I love people. Now, the second sacred assumption is <laughs> people love me, Yes. okay? And, and what I mean by that is I'm always welcome here. There is something valuable and nourishing here that's happening. Yeah. And this is powerful because when you believe in something intentionally, okay, you will start to generate evidence for it. So I always generate evidence for my own two assumptions, which is I love yeah. people. So I feel like, yeah, yeah, I really love people. Eh. I love talking to people. <laughs> I love talking to the uncle in the uh, Teochew Mue store, okay? And then people love me. Because when I love people yes. and I approach them with love first, I feel that they ah. see me and then they love me back. That's the key, right? And I make it easy for people to love me. But okay, but the key people, is number one, you love yes. people first. Because remember the mirroring effect? Yeah. You have to lead with what you want first. Do you have bad days where you don't love people as much? Of course lah. Mm. Of course. But I still assume that in that state, people love me. You oh. see, the, the sacred assumptions, and I still love people. I love people less, maybe. Yeah. I might be in a bad mood that day. Yeah, uh. but I still love people generally. I never forget that. But maybe on a day when you're not in a, in a very loving mood, mm. you step back and like, okay, maybe... I, I will remind myself. Hide, hide away. No, I will remind that. myself. Sometimes I get triggered by people who are nonsensical. Yeah. And they go like, what the fuck am I that? Right? Then I will like, very quickly, I will like, hmm, but let me find something to love about this person. Oh. This person is different from me. So different. This is the loving muscle. <laughs> yes, you are yes. really working it. Yes, because you know, when I think that and I generate a feeling of love, I feel damn good. Eh? Yeah. And I feel so good about right. loving someone who's hard to love. Like, I'm like, hmm, Dan, you're so kick-ass. Oh. Right? It becomes a challenge, right? And then it becomes a, a, a reflex. It becomes a pattern now. Yeah. Like when someone triggers me, I immediately go to, how can I love this person who is so difficult to love right now? Mm. It becomes my go-to. Right. right. So what I want to do is I want to prove that this works. Okay. I want to run a thought model, our how to feel better mod framework. Okay. So for those who have been through the workshop, ma, you know C T F A R, right? So let's run a model using this. Okay. So your circumstance, your C line is I, for example, I'm on Instagram right now. Yeah. Okay. So that's a circumstance. And my thought, my T line is I love people. That's my assumption number one. Yeah. I love people. Now when you think I love people, how do you feel? What's your F line? Your your F line becomes loving. You are so generous. You want to help people. You feel very helpful. And you're curious about human beings because you love people. Mm. And then you're open-hearted as well, right? And from that, those feelings, what is your A-line? What actions will you take? When you're loving, you're generous, you're helpful, you're curious and you're open, you will be engaging in comments. You'll be rallying for others. You'll be celebrating other people's wins. When people win and succeed, you don't feel small. You feel damn good. You feel so shook. You generally celebrate their wins, right? And you're rooting for people and you share and discuss generously and openly. 
Mm. Those will be your A-line, yeah? your actions. And then what is the result? The consequence of those actions is you feel connection and love and it will always generate new evidence to affirm your original thought, which is, I fucking love people. <laughs> wow. So yummy. Okay. <laughs> so then if we plug in for the thought T-line, right? Mm. Which is, people hate me. Yeah. So circumstances I'm on Instagram. Yes. The thought is people hate me. They yes. don't like what I post. Yes. What do you think will so add? So the, the the F would be feeling, right? Yes. How will you feel How when you, you think feel? people hate me? So you feel very like withdrawn. Yes. You're very scared to post. Yes. You feel lousy. You feel you feel You feel unwanted. Unwanted, unloved. unloved. Yes. So then you feel lonely. The yeah? A line action mm. would be you don't post anything. You don't post, you or hide. Or you post already, you delete. Yeah, you hide. Yeah. Yeah. Then you go silent, right? Yes, you disappear. Then the R line, the result would be... Disconnection. Nothing, yeah. Yeah. And you don't connect with people. Nobody knows you exist. Nobody connects with you. No communication. It will generate evidence to feed the original T line, which is... People don't like me. Oh, yeah, so yeah. epic. Right? The How <laughs> to Feel Better framework works all the time. If you guys are interested, okay, this is an advertising marketing, yeah? Go to howtofeelbetter.co and I'm... And sign up. Yes, and I'm selling from a place of love, okay? Wow. Yeah, because if you want to feel better, that's what you do. We teach the framework, yeah? So it works, okay? So that was the last point, okay? And uh, then the next point is... So oh, this, I like this one. Also, you want to share? <laughs> okay, the, the three rules for sharing before you post anything. Yeah. Number one, mm. is it loving? Yes. Number two, does this come from a place of truth? Mm-hmm. Number three, is this helpful for at least one person? Yes. So there are only three rules that I have, right? And for anybody, okay? Before you post anything, you just have to ask yourself, okay, is this loving? Does this come from a place of truth? Am I being human about this, right? Is this helpful for at least one person? If it's yes, 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 post it. Go ahead and post it, right? Because the bottom line is you have to leave people in a better place than when you found them. That's it. That's what marketing is all about. Okay? Mm. Now, my challenge to you is that your challenge and your sole purpose today, should you choose to accept it, is to love your people more than you are anxious about being accepted. That is... My challenge to you. Very powerful. If you accept it. You can choose not to accept it. I feel like this... (laughs) I feel like this can apply in our personal relationships also. Exactly. With our partners, with our family, right? Exactly. Because sometimes when we argue with each other, we are so scared like, oh, we are unloved. Mm -hmm. But if we choose to love more than feel anxious about being, you know, the the subject of anger, then things are going to turn out so differently. Yes. So this goes back to the previous sacred assumptions, Mm. which is I love people. You always lead with love first. This is very powerful. <laughs> you're din, din. Beyond marketing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You didn't expect marketing uh, to be talking about these things, right? Yeah. But it's all linked to marketing, okay? So repeat again, the two sacred assumptions that you make every day. Number one. I fucking love people. Okay, number two. People fucking love me. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so um, I was talking to my friend that day or so. Mm. And then, okay, so she wants to, she has started a business. Mm-mm. But she is um, not so visible on social media usually, right? Mm. But now she wants to put herself forward. Mm. She's very scared. Yeah. She's like, I, I'm scared please to ask do her to IG listen to live. This, hey, ask her to listen to this episode, please. Yeah, that's why I think this really is very useful, mm. right? If she applies this thought. Because I think her thought is people might not like what I post. Exactly. Or people might not like me yes. when I come out. Yes. But if she comes out with this thought, People love me mm-hmm. and I love people. Mm-hmm. And your clients are already orbiting around you, remember? Yeah, Lord. Yes. Just the whole... Mindset shift. 
Yeah. <laughs> Mind blown, right? And uh, we're only halfway through the list, okay? We got more amazing tips coming up. Oh my god. Hey! So hi, hi, hi. Woo! Dynamite! We are open. What is open? Lito Academy is open. <laughs> yes, We're finally. Launched. After years in the making, Lito Academy is here. We are so excited to see you guys inside. Yeah. So um, come and find us. Come and join us at Lito.academy. See you inside. Okay. Now, uh, Xiao Mouse, if marketing feels heavy and dreadful, okay, and if it feels more like a joyless chore to you, it is because, listen up, ah. Huh? It is because you are momentarily disconnected from your truth. And what truth is that? The truth that you are the bearer of medicine in a world full of people in pain. <laughs> Stop it. Well, my yo, my yao. You also mentioned this just now. Because it's just marketing, right? But then you realize <laughs> that it's not just marketing. It's not that. Like, so many of us start a business, start uh, start to do something. Mm-hmm. At first, maybe we think, oh, it's just to make money. Mm-hmm. Then when you realize that, hey, actually you can help people. Yes. Solve their problems. Yes. Relieve their pain. Yes. It just elevates it. And you know what's amazing? So much more. This is also linked to the previous thing about healing between yourself and a creative genius, yep. right? A lot of businesses are birthed from a place of pain for yourself. Yes. yes. Right? That's why you created, that's why you go into illustration, that's why you draw profusely, that's why you take photographs. Because it was healing for, for you to you. do that. So you ate your own medicine. And now you are the bearer of medicine. Yes. And you're trying to sell it and share it with the people who are experiencing the same kind of pain. So when you feel that marketing is dreadful, it's because you have momentarily forgotten this truth. Mm. And I want to remind you that. I want yeah. to connect you to your creative genius again. <laughs> <laughs> okay? <sighs> I, well, I need to breathe through this. <laughs> breathe. This is... This is... <laughs> okay, the next point. Okay? <laughs> the next point is... I want you to have a quick selling refrain because I know what you sell mouse are thinking whenever you sell. You always think, oh, yeah, I'm duping someone Ayoh, into giving me money. Don't think that lah. Yeah, but I'm sure a lot of you are thinking, oh, I'm Oh my God. Right, I'm duping someone into giving me the money, right? Imposter syndrome, huh? You know like how some Kenji, last time Kenji went to sell those educational CD-ROMs. He did. Yeah, to those parents, right? <laughs> it's like duping oh someone to give them their hard-earned money. Oops. Yeah, I used to sell... Um, CD CD room mm. for like tuition teach you know tuition tuition ah they used to have this scam but I didn't know it was a scam what is it tell me more like you okay it was a scam as in I was the one being scammed <laughs> so, <laughs> so so I thought that I was gonna go and apply to be a tuition teacher or something like that oh but they sell you something first before you exactly can so I went teacher. to the office and oh. then they sold me this package of CD rooms mm. and the CD rooms got a lot of like contact. Details mm. of like different people, mm. and it's I, just a database of contacts. Correct. So I, I have to buy it from them, and, and then you go and, and call. then I go and call, call, call them mm. to see who wants to have tuition. Oh, so basically <laughs> they're the selling fuck? they're selling you a database, <laughs> and then whether you sign up any students or not, really make the not, money. It's my problem. You know this is similar to what those kind of modeling agency. You know they go out and get the sell me and then they do the makeover. Yeah, then they say you gotta pay the makeover four thousand dollars. Then we take photo for you first. Then you can become part of our legit 
you know, e, models. Disgusting. It's the same, right? But we're not talking about kind of marketing, lah. That one is not human connection. That one doesn't come from a place of joy, lah. Hello. That one is demonic. <laughs> what human? Hey, you pee them and think this podcast episode, then they will cry blood. <laughs> like chew the more out of their body. Yeah. Okay. So for the for the selling reframe, right? If you are thinking you're duping someone into giving money, I want you to do a quick reframe from that too. I believe in my offer because I deeply understand what my people are struggling with. I fucking love my people and I serve as a bridge between where they are right now and where they want to go. Mm. Okay? Yeah. So you're not duping people. So, yeah. uh, you are selling them you are a bearer of medicine, right? And you can bring them from where they are right now to where they really want to be. And mm. it's not a CD-ROM of context. Yeah, <laughs> so firstly, you have to believe in what you're selling. So why do you right? think they sold you that thing? It's because they don't understand where you're going. They're, mm. they're not concerned about being that bridge. They don't treat me as a human. Yeah, they don't need uh, they a They just reframe. want my, I can't remember how, maybe $200 or something. Yeah, they just want that. That is their end game. Yeah. Correct? Yeah? Okay, so next point is... I want you to remember this. This is very important, okay? For those who are scarcity-minded. Marketing is nothing other than helping people get transformations for free before they buy anything from you. Okay, I want you to sit with this. What, what do I mean for free before they buy anything from you? Because if you, if you think about marketing, it happens before someone buys something from you, right? Mm. Okay, but I'm saying you push that marketing language further before they buy anything from you. Give them first. Give them the transformation for free. You're talking about the Lito podcast, right? Yes. <laughs> the better you understand this and get at this, the more business you will have. I have more tips later to actually support this. Yeah, okay. Okay, for those of you who are not sold on this yet. Okay. okay. Now, this next one is also a big one. Yeah. Okay. I want you to think of marketing. So if you don't want to think of marketing as marketing, this is what you want to think marketing as, okay? Marketing is real social change. Marketing is human revolution. Oh, big words, huh? Yes. And what I mean is that your marketing is the social movement that you lead in this world, okay? All the things you want to help your clients do, you do all of that before they sign up with you through your marketing, okay? If they don't sign up, that's great. It means that you're so great at what you do, your marketing alone is helping people. Mm. They don't have to buy any shit from you. Okay? Isn't that a wonderful way to contribute to human revolution and to the world and to, to, to promote social change? Right? So you bless them if they don't buy from you and you bless yourself. Right? And you have brownie points for your own karma. Okay? But if it works right, and they buy from you and they want more of the magic, yay! Mm. It's like my favourite Thai food cooking website. Mm. I got my steamed Thai steamed fish recipe from mm. them. <laughs> they sell cookbooks also. Mm-hmm. La. But Did you buy my, any cookbook from them? Uh, no, sorry, I didn't. Yeah, but, but you can make a very nice fish yes, dish. I got what I needed from Yes. Them. He gave it all. And yes. then he would make videos, you know. Yeah, all, and it all of matter. this was before he started monetizing. Exactly. It doesn't matter. You know, we have a lot of your mouse who will listen to our podcast for free and will not sign up to the academy at all. And it's fine. It doesn't fine. matter. That's it why matter. we are committed to do this podcast for yes. free to the end of time. Yes, it doesn't matter. We bless you. It means we are so good at what we do that you do not have to spend a single cent yes. on us to get value. Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay, so now I want to lead you guys into a mini exercise. Okay, mini exercise time. Okay, okay I want you to fill in the blanks. And the question is, Ting Hao, 
when my client is down working with me and gets the transformation they paid for, they feel, fill in the blank, fill in the blank, fill in the blank. Okay, so you have three blanks to fill in. Yeah, When my client is down working with me, that means after my client has finished working with me and gets the transformation they paid for, they feel these three things. Okay, so my question is, what did you fill the blanks with? Okay, Whatever you fill the blanks with, that is what you want to create more of today, right now, first, upfront. Mm. Okay? So if you want your clients to feel like for our Xiaomao, to mm. feel mm, inspired, inspired, um, loving, um, uh, aligned, hopeful. Uh, hopeful, okay? Those are the three things we generate first, upfront. With the podcast. With the example. podcast. Okay. And when we are doing the podcast, right? Mm. Now you feel those three things first and then you are well underway with building a powerful marketing engine and movement. Mm. Because at the end of them working with you, that's one you want to leave them with. But you lead with that first. Okay. So they can experience you before they even give you a single cent. Mm. That is what marketing is all about. Right. Okay. Now, the next one is this question that I get a lot. Okay, when it comes to I marketing. Love this. Yeah. Okay, so a lot of people say, hey, then how much should I give away for free? <laughs> okay. And then my short answer is you give everything away. <laughs> you hold nothing back. You see my caps, my Give caps. your house away. <laughs> your clothes on your back. Okay, so there's a caveat, okay? What I mean by giving everything away is not give your virginity away. Huh? No, huh? please. Huh? You share your ideas and your value fully. So we're not talking about giving away your products mm. or your very, very, very limited time. Okay? You share your ideas and the value. And value is not tied to your time. Right. Value is not tied to your product that you're selling. And knowledge, right? Yes. Your knowledge. Your know-how, you your experience, your stories. Value, basically. It can be anything. Okay, so we're not talking about giving all your products. Let's say you sell t-shirts or you then says give my t-shirts away for free. Uh, no, we're not talking about that, okay? Now, you give your best value away, your best shit away. Now, then the next question people ask is, then, then why would people hire me if I give my best stuff away? Now, I want you to not ask that question and ask this question instead. How are people supposed to know you can help them if you kept the best ideas to yourself? You're not demonstrating any value. Right? The opposite is true. When you demonstrate clearly what your results are that you can get people, right? and then you show them, now, this is my product and it will be the asset to help you create the results faster, more effectively, more joyfully, you have the amount of time, you get 2x the results. Now, that's the best kind of advertisement for you. Okay, and then, this is the whole point. When you are generous and giving, it feels so good, so fun, so abundant. Right? When you make people feel like they have struck the lottery when they meet you because you're so generous, they want to hear from you and learn from you right? so much. Right? Guess where the money will flow? To you. Mm. This is just so give everything away. Give everything away. Okay, don't hold back. Give your best shit away. Now, why people want to work with you is because then they want more of you and they want access to you. They want you. Mm. That's why they're paying. Yeah. Okay? Now, the next question that's linked to this question, a lot of questions are, is, okay, then, what if I run out of ideas if I give them all away? Wow, this analogy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so you ask, uh, what if I ran out of these ideas if I gave them all away, okay? So my answer to you is, okay, when you pang sai, right? Do you need to put it all out before you can poop again? Do I? Do you poop halfway? Uh, some, sometime? If you want to poop, yeah, but then if Wait. you make new poop, 
oh, before yeah. the new poop can come out, the, the old poop got to come out first. La. So you got to poop it all out before you can poop again, right? So ideas are like poop. Yes. There's the, always more. <laughs> yes. It's like it's like when you punk side, you don't keep the side in, you just let it out because there's always been new side. Why are people so scared that they would run out of like the side? It's because they don't trust themselves. Right? You have, it's, scarcity, it's scarcity minded. You think you're a one-trick pony, right? So the more you share your ideas and the less you hoard, the more creative and better the ideas will get. It's just like when you bounce out, you let it out. It's good for your system. <laughs> Why are you keeping all the toxins in? Right? So I want you to think of this intentional thought, okay? Wait, wait. So what do you say just now? Hmm? Wait, you, you say what? The more ideas you generate, do you Yeah, say the that? more you share and the less you hoard. No, so the more ideas you generate, uh, your idea muscles become stronger. Is the it? more Do you, you share, say that? Yes, the yeah. more you share freely and abundantly, the more the creative juices will flow mm. because you are not hoarding. And you are also, letting it's it a muscle thing, right? Yes. It's just like if you don't run, you will never get better at running. Exactly. So if you have, keep having ideas, you will have more and more ideas. Yes, and as it's you share more, you get excited, you get more creative and they yeah. will flow. The brain will ge- gen- generally um, generate more and more ideas okay. for so you. So that's very reassuring. Yes. For people who are really damn scared that they only have like one idea. And let me tell you, like, the idea that you hot and you think is so special, it really is just science. Thousands like. of people have it's the just, same It's idea. just science. It's all over on YouTube already. Yeah. Correct. So you're not demonstrating the idea. You're demonstrating your ability to generate ideas. That's what people come by off the shelf. Mm. Right? Okay. How much is an idea worth these days? Yeah. But when you tell people I can generate idea after idea after idea, then people that can't get enough of story. you. It's different. People can't buy that. Yeah. People can't clone you. Mm. So that's what you're trying to demonstrate. Okay? So I want you to switch to an intentional thought, which is, you tell yourself this, I have an infinite oasis of amazing ideas that will keep frothing and flowing. Okay? I'm not a one-trick pony, and I am an ideation fun machine. Yeah. That's what I tell myself every day. <laughs> I don't hot. I just give up freely. So that's why you, when you look in the mirror in the morning, it's mm. not, who is the prettiest late woman on? <laughs> no la, I don't ask the kind of questions la. I don't. I'm like, I'm like, who is the uh, uh is the who smartest, is the idea machine? Yeah, who is the smartest cookie here in this room? Me, <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay. Now another thing that my clients uh, uh tell me that they think about often is that they say, oh, people don't have the money to buy my shit. Please la. Okay. People are so rich. Yes. So I said people. Okay, people have money, okay? You just look at what they're buying, okay? Yeah. Okay? And the thing is, uh, if you look at the statistics, okay? If you just sold to the top 1% of the human population who are wealthy, yeah? Okay? It's 52 million people, you know? <laughs> just 1% of a human population who are wealthy, okay? You think you can sell to a couple of these people? Mm. Okay? And the truth is you don't need a large following. You don't even have to sell to the whole world. You just need 1,000 true fans yeah. and you will have a viable business. And this is what we are trying to do with Academy and we want to show you guys. Yes. So we are at 150 50 today. Yes. people yes. as of now. And our aim is to get to 1,000 true fans by the yes. end of next year. Yes. So watch us. Watch, watch us. us. Yes. It will become a reality. Now, talking about shit, we talk a lot of sci, right? The next thing is, will you buy your own shit or not? Okay, all the funnels and the hacks and the strategies and email sequences, your Facebook ad copywriting formulae, it will not save your ass. Okay, if you yourself are not sold on your own product. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you are convinced, right, and you're deep, you deeply believe in your own, own offering, like, you know, if you don't buy this shit, you are totally stupid kind of sold. Nah, okay. <laughs> you don't need any of the other stuff. If this is how much you believe in your own shit. Okay, so sell yourself first and eat your own shit sandwich. Mm. Okay. Now then, my client will say, but I don't believe in myself then. Okay? (laughs) 
So I came out with this new term again. I said, I, I call this disbelief fondling. Okay, it's like, okay, imagine, uh, okay, you fondle yourself, okay, and then you fondle the belief that you're not good enough. Okay, just keep, keep fondling it, okay? And after you fondle enough, you, you go back to fondling yourself again, on and on, and you get nothing done, okay? You get no shit done. Okay, that's not interesting at all, okay? It's super boring, okay? When you keep telling me that you don't believe in yourself, that is boring. Of course, you don't believe in yourself because it is the default factory setting in us. Okay, my question is, and the real question you'd ask yourself is, so what are you going to do with this factory setting? Okay, the factory setting is not permanent. The I don't believe in myself, this setting is not permanent. Okay, it is not worth your endless rumination and fondling. Fond- and fondling okay, because you know what? It doesn't take any effort at all or any imagination at all to not believe in yourself. Uh, yeah. It's so easy. This belief yeah. and this kind of fondling is for lazy people, okay? But Xiao Mouse, okay, if you're listening to this podcast, you are not lazy. You can change your default factory setting. Mm. Believe in yourself. Right. Just decide to believe. Mm. Okay? And anything, then, anything say? Well, her shui, well, her cafe. <laughs> and then maybe if you believe in yourself, there'll be more and more evidence yes. to show you Exactly. You deserve to believe in yourself. Exactly. Because when you think something intentionally, you will yeah. always generate evidence to feed yeah. that thought. So oh. what was this called? Fond- disbelief fondling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this fo- we do a lot of that, do we? don't we? A lot of people do a lot of that. All, all kinds of different kinds of fondling. <laughs> <laughs> but it gets disbelief, you nowhere, yeah? It doesn't even get you off, yeah? Self-pity. <laughs> what? What it do you say? Certain kinds of fondling will get you off, right? But this oh, kind but of this fondling doesn't even doesn't it, nothing is achieved. Oh. You do nothing. Okay, it doesn't even get you off, yeah. You won't get an orgasm from this kind of fondling, yeah. So stop, stop it. Just stop, stop it. it. It's a total waste of time, okay? And you're not lazy. All right. Yeah. Okay, the next point. I wanted to show you the difference between what scarcity marketing looks like and what confident marketing looks like. Mm. Okay, so there are a few things I want to share with you. Scarcity marketing looks like this, yeah? Number one, believing you are not really good enough. Okay, this is the disbelief fondling that we mentioned mm. earlier. Okay? And you show up on social media looking for validation. Oh. Okay, it's scarcity marketing. Okay, and then your messaging around your offer and by what you do is timid and is very vague. Okay, and then your copywriting comes across as half-assed because you're not even convinced of your own shit sandwich. Mm. Okay, and then because of that, you work in a start-stop, start-stop inconsistent cycle because you're only posting when you feel brave enough yeah. or motivated enough or, oh my God, I don't have money. Desperately need money now. I'm desperate enough. Then I post. Spot on, yeah. Okay, so that's scarcity marketing. Now, okay. what does confident marketing look like? Okay, it looks like this. You are confident and certain of your unquestionable value. Okay? You are showing up on social media to connect and then serve from a space of love. Mm. Okay? And your messaging is loving and inspiring. Your copy is compelling and so powerful because you already believe everything that you're writing 100%. Okay? You have belief in your value 100%. And you are consistently and purposefully showing up every freaking day. This is what confident marketing looks like. Okay? Any questions? <laughs> so every day when I'm on uh, IG stories, IG, I feel like the latter. Lah. I'm like, yeah. just show up because I want to connect and serve people. 
from you a know, space of love. So confident marketing looks like this that you mentioned, right? Mm. And to me, when I look at someone like Gary Vee also, mm. I feel like, wow, he is like that. But he gets a lot of negative of course it comes uh, with the comments turf. it comes with the turf you know but mm. it doesn't stop him it from doesn't like continuing to show up it, do- it doesn't because yeah. he's focusing on the people that he's serving yeah the people who are complaining and hating on him yeah that's their issue right not yeah. his issue correct right it's not going to stop him from loving other people so i think this is one thing that uh, is also hindering some of us mm. from wanting to show up mm. on social media mm. so because you look at like all these hateful comments mm. uh, on people's feeds. I mean, like people like Gary Vee's feeds, right? Mm. And you're worried that if you step up, mm. if you come out into the spotlight, mm. you might get some of that. Mm. Yeah, and I think that is a hindrance uh, for some people. Mm. My um, advice to people like that is just, um, it's not a matter of if, it's just when, when, right? And when it happens, it's a done deal, right? It's... It's a truth. It comes with the job. It's part of the job scope. It's like one line under your job scope description. Haters. People who don't get what you're doing. And it's fine. I can't remember which celebrity <laughs> said. If you become... If you're famous, right? Yeah. You're bound to attract... Because um, in the population, the human population, a certain number of them are crazy. Yes. You know? And, yeah. and a certain number no of people... No matter what, at which are time... Hateful, and it's their job. Their job is yeah. to hate on people. Yeah? So if you are a celebrity, right? That small percentage, they will come crawling out. Mm. It's universe. It happens. Mm. Because they already exist. Mm-hmm. Whether you are a celebrity or not. But now, mm-hmm. you are a target, right? Because mm. you're a celebrity. So... Mm. It's the most natural thing mm. for you to draw out this small percentage. Exactly. And as a creative, you need to build the mental resilience enough to know how to manage that. Mm. Or don't let that touch you. Just let it slide. And the way to do this is really don't focus on those naysayers and really put your eye and focus on the people you're serving. Yeah. And they are the majority. Yeah. And they are the people that should um, warrant your time and your attention and your focus mm. and your love. Yeah. Okay? So, the next tip that I want to share with you guys is it's called one person at a time. Okay? So, if you think that marketing is like laborious, it's this huge undertaking, I want you to change your mindset, okay? What if you are marketing not to the whole world, but just to one person? Okay? Instead of chasing larger audiences, more engagement, what if you believe your job is to serve only one person out there? Okay? One, O-N-E. Being truly helpful and present for this one person, what would you do differently? My question. Mm. Okay? And I want to leave you with this. Helping one person may not change the world. Okay? But it may change the world for that one person. Yeah. So this is why um, in a lot of business classes, they teach this customer avatar um, exercise. What is it? The customer avatar means that... Um, or who you, is your ideal customer? Who is your ideal customer? And then the way I do it is I push it even further. When I think of a customer avatar for Lito Academy or Lito Podcast, I give them a name one. <laughs> you know, and I, I know how they look like. I know who they are. And I usually will have a, like think of them as an actual client that I already have. Like when I'm doing a particular post, and sometimes it, it depends on what post I'm doing. Like for example, this, today this post, I'm doing it for, uh, oh, Shanice, for example. Oh. And I'll just think of Shanice. What does Shanice need? Who is Shanice? What is Shanice doing? What does Shanice want to create? How can I love her? How can I create for her? Right? So I write from there and I, I wow. create that post for that one person. I imagine it's just for that one person and I do it. But guess what? There will be a lot of other samas like, oh my God, Dan, I really needed to hear this today. Then I'm like, but I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to Shanice. <laughs> you know what I mean? But the point is that when you create with that kind of focus, you end up touching more lives. But it becomes like so personalised. 
so focused. You're right, yeah. So one person at a time. That's why Otherwise, I'm Otherwise, you don't know how to where to create. Yeah, from, because you're then you're trying to create for a general public. Yeah, talking to too many people. Correct, correct. So my advice to you guys is that when you're marketing, instead of just uh, spraying and praying, think of that one customer avatar. Mm. How does she look like? Who is she? And if there's a real person that you know, think about that person and create for that person. That's very useful. Yes, yeah. right? Then you create for that day you do that. Then mm. tomorrow you can you can write for another customer avatar. It is a different person. Mm. It's not Shanice. Maybe it's Etian, mm. you know, or maybe it's John John. You know, we do that. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a very powerful um and, and it's like constraint. Like for people who are like all over the place, don't know where to start, I think this is powerful because there's constraint, there's power in constraint. Mm. And it focuses your marketing language. Mm. And you don't have to fall more because when you are that focused, you will end up shooting and hitting more people. Yeah. Okay. The marketing language will land. Okay. Now the next tip is it's called the best party ever. Okay. So you want to share with share this with Oh, well, the best part. This is so you, right? <laughs> <laughs> what if marketing is one heck of a fun party where you mm. get to invite your favorite people, yes. serving the best experience to them, and yes. you get to hang out, have a whale of a good time, and uplift one another? Sign me up. Yes. What <laughs> if marketing is just it's the just best that, yeah? party ever, right? You are talking to your favorite human beings. You're all your customer avatars, all the Shanices and the Etienne's and the John Johns. Yeah. Okay. And they're happy to hear from you. They are orbiting around you and floating around you. Yeah. Right. They want your solution. They are drawn to you because you're constantly giving them value without asking for a single cent. Mm. That's the kind of party they want to come because you create the best fucking experience for them. You serve the best drinks, the best music. You know, they're welcome to stay. Right. You pay attention to them. You let them be themselves. They yeah. don't want to be anything else. Right? Mm. And everybody has a fucking good time. What if marketing is that? Wow. Food for thought. So fun, right? Why is it dreadful? It's not dreadful. Okay? <laughs> <sighs> okay, so we are down well, we're down to the last. Why tip. is it dreadful? Because sometimes you have irritating clients. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with that? Irritating clients? Okay, for example, you sell you're selling product, right? Mm. And then you have like one client who comes to you who is very difficult mm. maybe about your website and how it doesn't work mm. or her credit card can't get through mm. and then mix things and it's not like those like very chill customer when things go wrong it's mm. like uh, you know why your website doesn't work you know I mm. want you to take down my website mm. that kind of thing so how would you deal with a customer like that the sacred assumption no? which is I love this customer. Yeah, I love people. And even though they're different and they're difficult to love, I will love them anyway. So you will bend over backwards. No, not really. I think it's not like, you know, bend bend over and then you can just like poke my backside or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to be discerning. You know, I'm not asking you guys to be like a carpet. It's just like when we share the other people can be whoever the fuck they want. All the amounts after a while they say, they try and they say, then it doesn't work and I'm furious now. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not asking you to be a walking carpet, but generally, just tell yourself you have a choice, okay? What do you want? Who do you want to be in this situation? And also, of course, this is boundary work as well. Mm. Is this something that is a professional boundary, right? Where do you draw the line? Right. Is this someone being ridiculous? Yeah. Right? How I mean, are you honoring? This is a standard customer service issue, Yes, right? yes. But I think always by default, if you can, and I try to, I love a difficult customer. Mm. Right? Especially if this person is already paying you good money, right? right? Don't you think this person has some kind of a reason to. What if this person is off? buying one product from you mm. that is very cheap? Mm. It's not the value 
the mm. dollar. It is just the decision to buy something from you. Mm. How can you make that experience better? Especially when you... I always find that it's a challenge, right? When it comes to customer service, when someone is being difficult or kind of disgruntled with something, yeah. I think that therein lies the seed of co- conversion and transformation and really converting that person into a fan for life. Yes. It's the best opportunity. Yeah. When someone is so disgruntled and if you soothe that person's nerves successfully, that person will be so appeased and will be a fan for life. Mm. Because believe it or not, people who are difficult, sometimes they feel guilty about it. And then when they reflect themselves, oh my God, I've been so... I should have I've been a dick. Yeah. I'm sorry, I've been a dick. But then somehow they, they come to that realization faster after you have solved their problem. Lah. <laughs> you know, like you really grit through it and you solve it for them and you show up and you put on a f- nice smile. You yeah. know, you genuinely serve because you love them even though it was so hard to do. Then when uh. you lead with love, it will alchemize that anger, that fierce anger that they have yeah, in them. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And, and you neutralize and then they become a fan for life. And then they will tell you, guess what? And I've been I've been through this many times in my business, especially when it comes to customer support. People will be like, you know what, sorry, Dan, I was being an absolute dick. Mm. You know what? I'm so glad that you know you I'm so forever, you know, you, wow. you I was being so difficult, but you pulled through and you delivered and you know, I'm so for life. I'm sorry. Okay. And they apologize. And you know, human trans- transformation, That's human a good revolution. One. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Thanks for answering my question. Yeah. So, yeah. so by default, always try and ask yourself, right? I know it's difficult and we're humans, right? And we're allowed to have emotions, right? Where in, or sometimes that emotional child rears is ugly. But also at the first time when you realize that and you're aware, ask yourself this question, who do you want to be mm. in this situation? And it's, it's your choice, yeah? If you want to be an emotional child and stay there, it's totally fine. Yeah. But you like your reasons for doing so. Yeah, okay. Okay? Mm. So I'm not asking you to always force your way through brute force. No, no, no. Mm. You're allowed to have your emotions, yeah? Yeah. Okay? So we've right. come to the Last end of the episode. Yeah, this, this is, <laughs> the, it okay, ma? Huh? You have to drink a the last sip one of coffee. It's a wrap-up. It's like a zongjie-ci. It's like, 各位校长,各位老师,各位小猫们, 今天的故事要总结了. <laughs> you know? We're coming to the end. I want to have a beautiful wrap-up. It's very touching. Right? Isn't yeah, it? It is. You mm. you have a sip of your coffee and then you continue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so I want to share this because I think this just, just wraps up everything, the past 19, 20 tips that we've shared with you. And um, this is also, I've, I've written this, everything that I've shared with you came from a place of truth. Even the way we are creating this episode and the way we are recording it for you. Mm. We're embodying everything that we have mentioned in this episode. We walk the talk. This is how you do it, yeah? So the last thing I want to leave you with is to ask you and to invite you to show up for the future, okay? So think about this. There's someone whose life is going to be changed in a decade just because you bothered to show up today. Now, if you continue to show up, I promise you, you will come up with an amazing offer even though you don't have one right now. Okay, even you're struggling to create one right now. You don't know what it looks like. Okay, you will come up with an amazing offer that people will love and pay you good money for. You will create something so powerful it is going to touch someone's life who is not even born yet. Think about that. Because you kept going on no matter what, one person is going to tell their friend their brother, their colleague about you. And this is what's happening with our podcast. Okay, mm. that's, we hear it over and over again in our DMs. Yeah? yeah. Now that person is going to start following you silently 
and maybe not saying a word or reaching out or buying anything you put out for five years, seven years, nine years. And then when they finally get in touch, they will hire you for the biggest fucking job you've ever had. So don't show up just for today. Show up for tomorrow, next month, next year, 10 years from today, the future. Show up for those who are following you silently or not. Show up for those who don't even know you exist yet. Show up for those who don't even exist yet. Show up not just for the what is. Show up for what will be. Go out there and market yourself, Xiao Mouse. I love that conclusion. Yeah, so... Show up for the future. Show up for the future. Show up for your future. Mm. Yeah. It's a leap of faith, right? In a it way, is. you know, you don't know what the future is going to look exactly. like. And then you're doing this thing. Yes. Now. Yes. Yeah. But you just have to believe because you have, you have seen other people do it. Yes. And it has happened over and over again. It's almost mathematical. Yes. It's almost scientific. Yes. Right? Yeah. So it's remember, we were talking about um, a few episodes back, we talked about creating a body of work. And I kind of shared with you that whatever we're doing right now, mm. I'm not thinking of that immediate Xiao Mao who is going to listen in. I'm, listen, I'm thinking of a Xiao Mao who is going to be born because two of our Xiao Maos in our academy got married and, you know, they gave birth and then they had this Xiao Mao and then they, this Xiao Mao grows up to, many years later, decide to tune into the podcast that their parents listened and fell in love with. Yeah. And then that Xiao Mao's life get transformed. And maybe at that time, I'm already no longer around in this earth, this human mm. uh, plane, you know. And that's the beauty of it, isn't it? Like when you create a body of work that continues to do good yeah. in this world, and that is what we mean by a legacy. Yeah. Right? And all it takes is just for us to be who we really are, mm. to honour our own truth, believe in that the truth is beautiful and powerful. And then we just speak from that wow. space. It's nothing, it doesn't have to be flowery. Yeah. Right? It can be filled with typos and my Laohua typos and grammatical errors. And it's fine as long as you truly solve someone's pain point. Yeah. And the only way to that is you must love people enough mm. to, to get to know them, get to know and understand their real struggles. Wow. Yeah. So that's what marketing is. And, and see, I never shared any tactics or strategies. Yeah. Nothing at you all. You didn't need to But do this that. is evergreen truth. These are mm. evergreen guidelines and principles that will still stay true 20 years from now. This is how you market. Mm. And it's not marketing anymore, right? Mm. Yeah. It's connection. Uh. It is. So for you, Xiao Mouse, I hope that Today's episode is able to just unlock so many mindset blocks. I think it will. So so much energy that is, yeah. you know, stopping you. Like this energy that's stopping you, alchemize it so you can create. go forth and create. Yes, with create. an open heart, you know, and go and, you know, ah, create magic out there in the world. Yeah. You never know, you know. You, you never know maybe something that you create today is actually going to save someone. Life mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that person might want to go and kill him or herself. Yes, sorry, it got dark, mm. but you really never know. Mm. Yeah, mm. that's and why we are creators. You know, I always think back to like uh, how one day, mm. like many, many years ago, when I was 17 or 18, I went to the bookstore mm. and then I found this book mm. by Jack Kerouac. 
And then I picked it up. It's called On the Road. Mm. And that book changed my life. Mm. You know, reading that book opened my eyes up to like mm. travel, to like, you know, like people living an entirely different life. Mm. And then that book inspired me to, you know, kind of live a different kind of life. Mm. And when Jack wrote that book, he didn't know you exist. Yeah, Jack Kerouac is an American mm. uh, writer. Mm. I think he passed away. I don't know, 30, 40 years ago. Yeah, I so that's remember. what I mean by a body of work that continues to touch lives, right? Yeah, and exactly. A, and across, halfway across the world mm. from like, you know, he was an American writer and then halfway across the world in Singapore, some teenage girl, mm. you know, would find his book and would change her life. Mm. Um, we can actually, the things that we do have that same effect, mm. you know, on mm-hmm. someone's life or so. Mm-hmm. But we might not know it. Mm-hmm. but have faith that whatever that you create is going to have that kind of effect mm. yeah mm. so don't stop yourself from creating don't because I, I myself have been so randomly touched by random YouTube videos mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like it's just random right mm. a random article online mm. you never know yeah and there's one thing I want to ask you guys right like for example there are brands and people that you follow right and you love so much because you love everything that they put out, right? Yeah. Now, when they put out something and they tell you that it's something, are you excited? You are, right? Like, oh my God, what is this new thing that Apple has just brought out? Yeah. Right? What's the new iPhone and everything, right? You want to be marketed too, right? Yes. Yes. So marketing... Take my money. Yes. It's like marketing doesn't have to feel yucky on the receiving end. It can be like, mm, yes, please bombard me with your marketing messages, <laughs> right? But when it's the right fit, right? So how can you be that person for the other person on the receiving end? Mm. when it can be so joyful to be marketed at. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Music time. Music. Wow. The song that I want to share, huh? Huh. Mm, is so, so maybe play my song first. Okay, what's the song? What's yours? So you were talking about marketing basically as human connection, right? Mm. My song is called Long Lost Pen Pal. Oh, I haven't heard By who? It's so nice. Uh, Who is it by? Love... Sephirite? Oh my I god, think, think think this is going to be amazing. Um, I, there's a twist mm. in this song. Like if you listen to the lyrics, there's a story one. Okay, do you so, want to spoiler? Or no, not? no spoilers. Oh. So you listen yourself. So there's a twist. Yeah, I'm going to listen to the lyrics. Mm. But uh, the gist of the song mm. is because it's about two pen pals. Ma. Mm. Yeah. So the gist is, I think we all, we just human beings, we just all need to be loved. Mm. Even to the extent of being loved by a stranger mm. thousands of miles away, we've mm. never seen his or her face. Mm. Even this love is so important to us. Yes. So precious. Yes. Okay. Oh, I can't wait to find out what the twist is. Yeah. Come on, like twist again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, my song, right, is by Takako Okamura. And this is someone that I recently rediscovered. Mm. I've been listening to her music for the past two weeks non-stop. Okay. Like, I've just been listening to her over and over again. And it's very interesting because she has been around and I know of her for over three decades. But I've oh. never bothered to listen to her music. Okay. For some reason, I've just never rated her. I've been dismissive, mm. right? But then, I don't know how, I just landed on one of her songs recently and I went into a rabbit hole and I've been discovering this treasure trove. It's almost like this treasure trove opened up. It's mm. like her body of work just came to me. And Is I'm she like, still 
She's still alive. alive. Okay. And okay. this is one of my favorite songs of hers. Um, I haven't finished her entire discography. I've ordered, Eugene has ordered all the vinyls from, from, huh. from me. Okay. So I want to collect all her music right now. I've been like so, so obsessed. And oh. this song is called Yume wo Akira Me Naide. And it means don't give up your dreams. And her music is so like though. Like, okay. I'm at this space right now where I think her music fits my sing -ting. Mm. Okay, and I want to share the lyrics with you. Okay, it says, Anata no yume wo akirame nai de. Atsuku ikiru, ikiru, hitomi ga sukidawa. So it means, don't give up your dreams. I like your passionate gaze. Okay, Anata ga erabu subete no mono wo toku ni itte shinjite iru. Okay, each and everything you choose, I'll believe in from a distance. Okay, Anata no yume wo akirame nai de. Toku ni itte shinjite iru. Don't give up on your dreams. I'll believe you from a distance. So nice. Yeah, so that's what I want to share with you, Xiao Don't Maos. give up on your dreams. Don't give up on your dreams. And we, Rebecca and I, We're and all the other you. Xiao Maos will always be rooting for you. See you guys. Bye. Thanks later. Bye. Quite great.
I'm not afraid.
小猫们，我们的门开了。什么门呢、啊？这么神秘。Lightzo Academy 的门。哇，这听说这是人间最好的学校啊。对啊，如果你来，你要做仙的话，你可以来。找我们啊！你要整仙就来 Lito Academy。你想跟林仙姑，还有你仙姑，跟我们一起变仙姑姑，吃蘑菇姑，请到到到 Lito Academy， 不见不散散，我们又要回天堂了。拜，飞飞飞飞飞。你飞这么慢，快点，那个门要关了。